Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. Hey, good morning, wherever you're at. Hope you've had a wonderful time of worship. Uh, we had a full band, as you saw. Well, some of them you couldn't see. It's a little dark in the back there. But we had a full band this morning. Uh, we're just so grateful for all the hard work that's going on to, for people to practice and be a part of. Tech team everywhere. Give a shout out to our tech team. Say thank you. Online, you can do that. I can't hear you, but I know you're doing it. You're standing right now. You're cheering, right? Okay, you're not. Okay, that's okay. We're so glad that we can be here together, uh, whether you're from another nation, whether you're from down the street, whether you're from Princeton, wherever you are, welcome, and uh, we pray that God just really speaks to you this morning in, as we go through the Word of God. Uh, you know, it's been, as we're all well aware, uh, year 2020 uh, is one of those years that probably didn't meet our expectations. If we looked back a year ago, probably didn't meet our expectations. Uh, Jacob and Cardi said in our uh, kids' blog that this is the 45th Sunday since we went virtual and online. Now, we had a time where we were in, in person, but it's been a long haul, particularly when we thought it was going to be uh, just a few weeks. But sometimes things don't meet our expectations. That's for sure, isn't it? And I, I'm sure all of you have had stories like that. Uh, I can recall a time when uh, I made my kids and Shanda, it was Mother's Day, I think, a special uh, breakfast. And I made these beautiful waffles. They were incredible. They looked amazing. And we sat down, table was set. It was beautiful. Everything looked great. Had, had the china out and everything. And then uh, we bit into them, syrup and everything. We bit into them and, and everybody just kind of looked at each other. What is that? And they tasted terrible. And I thought, what is going on? Because these certainly are not meeting the expectations of what I thought was going to happen with these wonderful waffles. And then I realized that instead of putting in, you know, my half a cup of sugar or a cup of sugar or whatever it was, I substituted salt for sugar. And so what was in them totally ruined the expectations of what was going to happen. They, it tasted terrible. And sometimes, you know, I don't know about you, but this last uh, in our province, we just had a, a lengthening of, of restrictions of, of around COVID. And, and I know uh, that wherever you're watching from, we're all under some kind of COVID restrictions and gatherings and all that kind of stuff. But I think for many of us, it was like, okay, I, I feel like I'm done. I, I, I've had enough of this. And, and if that's you, it's all right. Put a thumbs up on, on the screen or something or on the chat. They say, yeah, I feel like I'm done with this COVID stuff now. I want it to be over. And it's okay. Because so much happened in the last year that was challenging for us. Challenging for us personally, challenging for us as a church, challenging for us as a world that is just, wow, incredible. But as we look forward, it can be discouraging and difficult if you're only looking at what the last year has been. What would this next year look like? It might be hard for you to get some sense of anticipation. It might be difficult for you to believe that, that God could do something incredible in this year. But what if, just what if, 2021 could be the best year of your life? What if 2021 could be the best year of your life? And I believe it can, and I'm going to tell you why in a moment. You're like, I don't know about that, Craig. Maybe. But what if what was happening around you was not as important as what's happening in you? 
What if what's happening around you is not as important as what's happening in you right now? You know, the Bible says this in Luke chapter 6. Jesus said, the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Above all else, another proverb says, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. In other words, everything that's coming out of you, every word that's coming out, every attitude that's coming out, is coming out of what's already inside of us. Not what's happening around us, but what's inside of us. And so I started to think about that. Like my waffle that looks good on the outside, it had issues on the inside. What comes out of our mouth, out of our actions, originates and reveals what is in our heart. Discouragement, negativity, seeking to control other people, control your marriage, control your partner, control, 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 snappiness, impurity, anxiety, apathy, frustration, come on, anger. We're all in the fields at various times. Sometimes even moving into addictive things that we thought we were free of and we slip back maybe a little bit or anxiety. But it all starts in us. What's happening around us puts pressure on us and reveals what's in us. And so you can, though, look forward. There's hope in this because you can look forward to 2021 being your best year ever if it is your best year spiritually. You can look forward to 2021 being your best year ever if it's your best year spiritually. Because out of your heart, everything, everything you do flows from that. And that's why we're praying. That's why our theme of all things new is so appropriate. We're saying, God, come on, somebody, like all things new. There needs to be so much moving of God in our life, in our personal lives, in our relationships, in our city, in our world. We desperately need a move of God. But so often when we talk about prayer and we, we, we make it very small, we think about, you know, maybe it's just a kind of like a lottery ticket that allows me to get whatever I need. I get the car I want. I get the, uh, the spouse I want. I get rid of the one I don't want. I get the money I need, whatever it might be. And we start to pray or, and we think small like that. Sometimes they're duty prayers. Sometimes we just think it's my ticket to a pain-free life. God, if you could take care of this, if you could take care of that, if you could take care of this. Sometimes they're just crisis prayer. And all kinds of prayer, however we're praying, is a great place to start. But what if in 2021 we upped our prayer game a little bit? What if we had some courage to pray what we're going to be calling over the next three weeks some dangerous prayers? Some prayers that are dangerous to complacency. Some prayers that are dangerous to the hold of ang that anxiety has on you. Some prayers that are dangerous to the addictive behavior that has you wrapped up right now. What if we prayed some prayers that are dangerous to the anger that's resident in you, the bitterness that seems to be popping out? What if we prayed some prayers that were dangerous to the loneliness and the and the loneliness and the isolation that you feel inside of you that's causing all kinds of angst? What if we prayed prayers that were dangerous to the power of hell in our personal life, in our marriage, 
What if we started praying prayers that were dangerous to the pathway that we're heading on, the pathway of divorce in your marriage? What if we started praying some dangerous prayers? Because sometimes when we think dangerous prayers, oh, I don't know why I want that. Dangerous prayers, when, we pray in, when we're praying to a God that absolutely loves us and we're saying, God, would you do this in me? He loves us and he's going to bring us forward into all that he has for us. We're going to look at our first one and then Pastor Daniel is going to preach next week and then the week after that and then we'll be done this series on dangerous prayer. We're going to turn to Psalm 139 and we referenced this various times throughout this past year but it's uh, really, we're going to take a little bit of time and go into it today and it's verse 23 and 24 and it's a prayer of David, who said this, he said, search me and know, search me, God, and know my heart. Say my heart. We're not worrying about somebody else right now. We're not worrying about the president. We're not worrying about the prime minister. We're not worrying about some conspiracy. We're praying dangerous prayers because sometimes we deflect our attention to all that's going around us so we can avoid dealing what's going on inside of us. Deal with me. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way and lead me in the way everlasting. I don't know about you, but I, I can lose things really, really easily. I, if I don't follow my system, and I have a system for my keys and my phone, and what else did I normally use? Keys, phone, and my wallet. See, there you go. Keys, phone, and wallet. If I don't follow that system, like I don't know where my keys will end up. My wallet will be some random place. So I have a very clear system because I forget and lose things so easily. And often I have to pull this card. And it even happened last night. I was looking for my computer. It's not small. It's like big as a piece of paper, 12 inches long, and like it's, but I'm looking all over for it. I looked where it's supposed to be, where I usually leave it in my briefcase or at my desk, one of two places, two or three places that I'm working, and it should be there, but I couldn't find it, and so I'm looking and looking, and I asked Shanda, I'm like, do you know where my computer is? She's like, no, and then she looks over. It's right there. Yeah, like right there. Thank you. I appreciate that. But because sometimes we don't always see things as well as we think we do, and we need another perspective. We don't see things as they actually are all the time. We see things as we see them. And so when David is praying this prayer, he's praying this dangerous prayer of four phrases that are actually dangerous to the way that he's currently living. And he says, starts with this one phrase, search me, O God and know my heart. Those first words, search me, are they kind of have a little bit of an intimidating thing because you're going to be vulnerable with someone and you're only willing to be vulnerable with someone to the degree that you feel safe with them. And some of us have a perspective of God that's a little messed up, that we're not able to be vulnerable with God because we look at him in ways that are not accurate to who he is. But David, just through uh, Psalm 139, the whole chapter, he talks about the nature and the goodness of God. He talks that God is always with me. He talks in, about how much God loves him. He talks about how God formed him in his mother's room. He talks about how God has great purpose for his life. And he reminds himself all along the way. And then after reminding himself of all that, he says this, Sir, Search me, O oh God, 
and know my heart. That's why he can pray that prayer. He knows God. He knows the character of God. He knows the heart of God. He knows the love of God. And he's recognizing that he is not always uh, clear about what his next step should be. Like Liza said today, sometimes we're not very clear. And David is recognizing that his heart doesn't always lead him where he needs to go. We have a stupid phrase in our culture, follow your heart. That's a dumb phrase. It's just dumb. Oh, follow my heart. If I followed my heart all the time, I would have been in a world of hurt a long time. I need to follow the heart of God. Because my heart will take me into all kinds of dumb, dumb places. I need to follow the heart of God. And so David is saying, know my heart. I know there's something out of order right here. And I'm asking you, God. Because David recognized God knows me better than I know myself. He knows the next step better than I know myself. And so as I look at 2021, oh God, search me and know me and help me. I remember a period of time in my mid, late 20s when I was just struggling emotionally and some, a bunch of things had happened and, and I was just in a, such a state inside of me and I just knew something was wrong because it was showing up in my life and so in my relationships and in my anxiety level, all kinds of stuff. And I remember just saying this, God, I don't know what to do to fix me. I don't know what to do. So would you do something inside of me? I give you permission, in fact, invitation to come in and do what you need to do because I can't fix myself. I need you. I need you. And Jesus began a wonderful work that was a process of time. But we need revelation more than we need another resolution. We need the revelation of Jesus more than we need a resolution of our mind. We need Jesus to reveal our heart to us. We need Jesus to show us what's going on. We need Jesus to show us the reality of our own life. Because this dangerous prayer is a recognition that we're vulnerable to deception. We're vulnerable to not seeing correctly. Are you open to the possibility that you're not seeing your life and yourself and your future correctly? Are you open to the, to the idea that your perception of your world is off? Are you open to the possibility that you're not processing your pain right? Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Let me say it this way for you. Instead of asking God to do something for you, ask him to reveal something in you. Not all, oh, God, do this, do that. No. Instead of what we need to do, God, start to reveal who I need to be. And then he goes on to another phrase and he says this, test me. There it is again. And know my anxious thoughts. Is there something weighing on you, something keeping you awake at night? Some of us struggle with anxiety about our future. Some of us are anxious about what's life going to look like after college. Will there be anything for me? Some of us are anxious about our finances because our business has just been tanking. Some of us are anxious about our marriage. Some of us are just anxious about everything, a low-grade anxiety that's just kind of always there. Some of us are anxious about crowds. Some of, like so much anxiety in our world today. And David, even then, like thousands of years ago, was saying, test me, O God, and know my anxious ways. But you know what? Very often where I worry the most reveals where I trust God the least. What am I worrying about? It's probably an area that I haven't released to God. 
Even as I was preparing for this message and Daniel and I were talking about it, what he's talking about next week and just how we have to live in a space and a place where we open ourselves to the searching eye of God to help us. And Jesus wants to reveal the root of your anxieties so you can release them to him and experience fear or experience healing, I should say. But God reveals our fears to us so that he can he, uh, build faith in us. And whatever God reveals is so that he can heal. God reveals his fe your fear to you so that he can bring faith to you. See, because faith is how everything operates as a follower of Jesus. Faith is what brings you healing. Faith is what helps you move forward. Faith is what brings you vision. Faith is what releases hope in your life. Faith is so absolutely important. So David is saying, God, I need you to move in this place and the spaces where I'm riddled with anxiety or anxious thoughts, and I need your help. So ask God to help you to trust him. Ask God to build faith in your life. Ask God and get someone to pray with you. Get someone to pray for you. And if you need to, ask, go, go to a counselor. I go to a counselor. It's okay. Ask God to help you. Ask your doctor. Ask your, someone, your pastor to pray. Like prayer at horizonchurch.ca. Just wherever, whatever God reveals, it's so that he can heal. Third phrase, see if there is any offensive way in me. The reality is, is that there are offensive ways in me that I am not aware of right now. There are offensive ways in you that you're probably not aware of right now or you're trying to ignore and put to the side. In fact, I can guarantee that all of us have blind spots. That's why the Christian faith, as happy as we are to be virtual and do all the tools and all that, but the Christian life is meant to be lived in relationship because you don't see your life or yourself correctly. And when you live in relationship with people who love you, who love Jesus, and you reach out, and, and it can happen on a Zoom call, it can happen on FaceTime, it can happen uh, in a socially distant group when that is allowed again, and eventually in groups and in gathering and all that because we have blind spots that we don't see correctly. Craig Groeschel put it this way, we are good at accusing others and excusing ourselves. Maybe that's only me, but it's sometimes a lot easier to see what's the problem in somebody else than it is in our own life, right? And it says that see if there is any offensive way in me. Another translation says see if there's any hurtful way in me. Because I think sometimes, and we've heard this, trans see if there's any wicked way in me, see if there's any offensive way in me, and we kind of excuse ourselves from that. Because yeah, I'm not that bad. Like compared to, you know, my neighbor, like I'm not that bad. And we excuse ourselves and say, I'm not wicked, or I don't think I'm offensive to God. And so this other word, which I think is maybe helpful to us, is see if there's any hurtful way in me. Hurtful to my future, hurtful to my destiny, hurtful to my relationship, hurtful to my marriage, hurtful to what God has called me to do, hurtful to seeing families restored, hurtful to seeing restoration of lives, hurtful to my addiction being broken. Reveal it and see if there's any offensive, hurtful, wicked way in me that we are open to the possibility that it's not just what's happening out there, it's not the people around me, but there's something in me that God wants to identify 
lie and set me free from the hurt because there's hurtful things been done to you that are still inside of you that need to come and be released. There's hurtful things that you're doing that are hurting your life and your future. And so in all of it, it's all packaged up in this beautiful word, this offensive way, and say, God, would you reveal it to me? See if there is any offensive way in me. Are you open to the possibility? Are you open to the possibility that 2021 could be your best year yet? Have we considered that? You know, are you open to that possibility that there's stuff inside of you? I think I was 25 or 6, and I had suddenly I got a lot of pain in my abdomen. And I, I just started feeling worse and worse and worse. I had a fever and I was sick and then the pain was on this side and everything. I went to the hospital and to the emergency and I was just out of it. And they said, mm, they took some tests and they said, oh, we think it's the appendix. We're going to wheel you right in and take them out so it, they don't burst. And I was like, okay. So we went in and I wake up and I'm in a world of hurt. And I'm like, what's going on? And the doctor comes in and he says, it actually wasn't your appendix. You had a strangulated hernia, which, which was rotting inside of you. I know. And your whole abdomen is just full of infection. And here's the point. There was something wrong inside of me that I had no idea what was happening in me. But the pain of the surgery was necessary so that I could be made well. So that what was in me that was offensive to me, which was hurtful to me, could be pulled out of me and then I could be stitched up and made well. And sometimes what God puts his finger on will hurt at first because he says, I want to go after this pain right here. This thing that you keep reacting to, I want to go after it. This anxiety that you keep being frustrated by, I want to go after to the root of that. I want to see the end of this for you. But at first it's going to hurt because you have to open yourself to, to God le uh, dealing with the pain of what's happening inside of you. But that surgery was painful. But if I was ever going to get well, I was going to have to see if there was any offensive way. Three clues to what's hurting you to offensive ways. First is what others have told you about you. If two or more people have told you something about your life, you need to stop pretending it isn't an issue. Two people who love you, who are committed to you, have told you something about your life. You need to be convinced that it's an issue and stop excusing it and start taking action on it. That's probably an offensive way. You, you do this a lot. I've heard that this time and that time. Maybe I need to consider that that's something that's harming my life right now. Or what if maybe it's something that you rationalize you know, it's not a big deal. Like, really, come on. And, you know, when you start to rationalize it, well, compared to them, it's not that bad. Or, or uh, you know, it's not hurting anyone else. No one knows. It's just me. It's the way I cope. It's the, the thing that I do. If you're starting to rationalize something, it's an offensive way that you need to say, God, I need some help here. Or where you are defensive is number three. This is an indication of where I need to pay a close attention of something that God might want to reveal to me. The more convinced that I am about something, the more likely I am wrong. If you start to get super defensive about it. And for me, COVID has caused to surface what I thought an issue that I had done, dealt with years ago was. You know, I'm a person, if you've been around me, I love to see results. 
I love to push. I love to build. I love to see things change. I want to I wanna see things move. And I love, I love gathering with hundreds and hundreds of people. I love to worship together. I love to have rooms full. I love to see baptisms happening. I love to see uh, youth camps happening. All these things. But I didn't realize that I was marking those things and my, my personal self-worth was beginning to get attached to what was happening. And when it was all suddenly removed and I couldn't see crowds and I couldn't see baptisms and I couldn't see lives being changed as well as I could before. Then I realized, oh my goodness, I was starting to go down and I was starting to feel the weight of everything that, in an unhealthy way. And sometimes the, the gift of COVID-19 or COVID-19 can be some, a gift to you as it reveals an issue that God wants to deal with you. And this tendency in me to feel good about myself, if, some, if everything's working good and all the numbers are good and all that, is not helpful. It's hurtful to me. And Jesus is revealing it to me so that he can heal it in me and help me. He is so good. Because what he does, when he says, I want to reveal it, it's because he wants to heal it. Final phrase, and this is where it all leads to. Lead me along the path of everlasting life. This is where things get real. This is where change happens. It's not just enough to know what's wrong in my heart, what's my anxiety root, what's the offensive way in me, but God doesn't want to just reveal them to you. He wants to help lead you out of them. Off screen I go. He wants to help you lead you're right out of those things. He doesn't just want to reveal them and say, well, fix that. He actually comes in to lead you out of him. He wants to lead you out of the thing that's stealing your joy. He wants to lead you out of the thing that is causing frustration in your marriage. He wants to lead you out of the disorder of your finances. He wants to, wherever there is that thing in your heart or there's that anxiety or those offensive ways, he wants to reveal them so he can heal them and lead you out of them. I love this passage about how God leads in Isaiah chapter 42 in the message translation. It says this, but I'll take the hand of those who don't know the way. None of us know the way, right? Who can't see where they're going. I'll be a personal guide to them. Directing them through unknown country. I'll be right there to show them what roads to take. Make sure they don't fall into a ditch. These are the things that I'll be doing for them, sticking with them, not leaving them for a minute. So when God's asking us to open ourselves and pray a dangerous prayer, it's not just so that he can come and whack you, because I think sometimes we think that. But your deepest need becomes a gift when it drives you to depend on God. My deepest need is a gift. When it drives me to depend on God, doesn't drive me to a bottle, doesn't drive me to pornography, doesn't drive me to illicit sex, it doesn't drive me to food, it doesn't drive me to controlling, it drives me to depend on God. So when search me, oh God, and know my heart is prayed, when try me and see if there's any wicked way in me, if there's no my anxious thoughts, it's all so it can come to this moment where he can lead you out. And 2021 could be the best year of your life if we allow God 
to search me and know me, know my heart, know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way I'm good. And then lead me. Lead me in the way of life. You know, I don't know truly what's going on in each one of you, but I do know this, that self-help and three techniques are good to a point. They might help you to cope. But Jesus wants to not just help you to cope. He wants to lead you out of what's been holding you. And Jesus stands ready to lead us out of our fears, out of our rationalizations, out of our sin, and into the way of life that we were created for. And some see Jesus coming and they think, if he really knew what's happening on inside of me, he would whack me, he'll punish me. And he can't wait to get the spiritual belt out. He's going to whack it out of me. But let Jesus tell you why he came. Everything that Jesus does in your life is through this lens. This is what Jesus said about himself. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. If you're not feeling like you have enough, and I'm not just talking about uh, physical resources, I'm talking about you just feel like I don't have enough to cope and to move and to, to live well in what God's called me. Good news, Jesus is here. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoner and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And so as we look in 2021, I'm not looking, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I can look forward to it if I, the potential of it being the best year of my life, if I allow God to do what God wants to do in it. It's the year of the Lord's favor. And to stop saying with my mouth that it's going to be hard and it's going to be difficult. It might be all those things, but the Lord is with me. He's He's come to set me free. And I'm going to start to say this. So Jesus stands ready to help me. And perhaps your first dangerous prayer is simply a prayer to say, God, I need you. You don't know Jesus as the forgiver and leader of your life. And, and you're not sure if you're right with God. All you have to do is begin to say, God, I need you. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Come in and lead my life. I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to reorient it. There's spaces and places that are out of order. I just know that I need your help. Maybe Maybe that's your first dangerous prayer is, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And God can begin a journey of transformation in your life. But maybe you've known Jesus as well for a long time. Let's start to pray some dangerous prayers. And because of Jesus, I'm believing for a year of God's favor. It's my, it can be my best year ever because it's my best year spiritually. He's leading. Some of us might discover that we have become addicted over in 2020 to porn, to food, to entertainment, to controlling people, to, be, uh, to substances. But I'm believing that this will be a year of addictions being broken in us. Things that are hurtful to you, hurtful to your life, your family, everything in your life that God reveals so he can heal. I'm believing for freedom from the oppression that some of you are under, the oppression of discouragement, the oppression of anxiety, the oppression of dis uh, this, the oppression of all the stuff that's happening around your life, the oppression of insecurity, the oppression of uh, inferiority, the oppression of people pleasing, the oppression that you think that everything is right in your life. I'm believing that this will be a year of vision, that 
the eyes that have been blinded with what's happening will be opened, that there will be a fresh vision for what God would do, that God is not held captive by COVID, that your vision of God for your life is not held captive by COVID, that the move of God that you need in your life is not held captive by COVID, but Jesus has come to set the oppressed free, to set at liberty those that have been oppressed, that you're praying, that you're believing, that God's revealing so that God can be healing. Some of us have become stuck, but I'm believing God for new freedom. If you've been stuck, say, I'm moving out. I'm not staying there. I'm believing for a year of God's favor. I'm believing that this can be your best year yet, if it's your best year spiritually. And it's going to happen as you start this year praying some dangerous prayers. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And here's your homework. This week, this is going to be our homework. Maybe, maybe you would consider just taking five minutes, maybe in the morning, maybe at night, maybe both, and just ask, pray that prayer. And then just sit and be quiet and listen and see what God would reveal. Because he's coming, whatever he's revealing is not so he can beat you, it's so he can heal you. So he can begin to, to show you some steps out of what. And if you get a whole long list, then say, okay, Lord, which one do you want to tackle this year? You go, I've got 57 things. You're not, nothing's going to happen if you're going after 57. Go after one of them and say, Lord, show me a way. Lead me out of this thing. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way and lead me in the way everlasting. Lord Jesus, I thank you that right now that you are, you are activating faith again. You are causing us to believe with hope again. You are causing us to look forward to 2021 with faith and expectation that we are not held captive by what's going on around us, by the people that are reacting around us, but Lord, that you, we invite you to do a new and a fresh work in us. Father God, that you would take us out of what has held us captive, what has held us uh, locked up emotionally, uh, mentally, uh, even in ways that we never thought were possible. Thank you for release of fresh vision and freedom and uh, faith for 2021, that this could be our best year ever because it's our best year spiritually. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.